0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand-Up Guys Podcast, episode 124. I'm your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. And, of course, we're joined by the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, eating that poon, never stopping too soon, the clit licking, never quitting, having fun, making pussies run, the phenomenal one, AJ
1: Singh. I do endorse that intro. That
0: one's a good one. (laughs) The old classic. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, a quick programming note. Uh, We'll be off the next two weeks having a little holiday vacation, but then we'll be back stronger than ever in 2023. And speaking of 2023, today we're going to have our big 2023 uh, entertainment preview, going over next year's biggest uh, movies, TV, games, see what stands out to us and what. What doesn't, uh, but before we get too ahead of ourselves, guys, what'd you do this week? What'd you watch this week? I'll let you cover that first because I don't remember. I <laughs> uh, watched Pinocchio, which right. is out on Netflix. Oh, right, I haven't seen that
2: yet. It was really good. So that's Del Toro, right? Yeah. yeah, Guillermo del Toro. He actually shot that
0: here in uh Portland, but I mean, it's like stop motion animation, right? Yeah, but they had
2: you, they had to have like these big, you know, like sets and stuff to. Make all these miniatures and these carvings, and that's cool.
0: Um, I don't know why I've never been the biggest fan of like that style of animation. And I know it's like so tedious and hard to do, but I don't know. I mean, anytime I see it, I just visually it never stands out to me as something I really want to watch.
2: I don't know. I really enjoyed it, both as a story and and as visual effects.
0: So I take it it's probably very different than like the standard like Disney version, happy version of Pinocchio. Well, mostly. A lot of the
2: uh, big story elements that you know are in there, but the characters are are deep and the setting is um uh fascist Italy during the war. So that's a uh, part of that's one of the themes in there. So th- there's some
0: different stuff going on, but uh it's pretty powerful. I wonder why Pinocchio is like so big this year because they also had like a uh kind of live action one with Tom Hanks. That I think was supposed to be pretty bad.
2: Yeah. Was <laughs> that was one of their Disney's live-action remakes. I
1: think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah Pinocchio's been uh, pretty, like, he's been making a big comeback lately. It seems.
0: Yeah, oddly enough. Oh, didn't you say there was, like, a weird, like, yeah, like Poly-, Poly Shore, Poly Shore. One.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that one might be worth a watch. <laughs> I want to be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like, sorry, you're a 50 year old. Make a time machine and
1: you can be one. <laughs> Geppetto. Oh, oh, oh. Um,
2: <laughs> Geppetto just kills him.
0: <laughs> I was trying to think. You watch anything else?
2: Gosh, I definitely did. What else did I oh,
0: watch? Oh, didn't you watch, like. Chronicles of Narnia or something?
2: Yeah, I got roped into Narnia the other day. And, uh, meh.
0: Now, I've never watched it, but I heard, like, that it's somewhat of, like, some of the characters are, like, uh, analogs for, like, biblical characters.
2: Mm -hmm. Right, the lion is basically (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I think that's the main one. There might be others. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lesser known Bible people. (laughs) Jesus really outshines everybody.
1: Yeah, Jesus was definitely a lion type.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is it C.S. Lewis? Is that who wrote those? That sounds right. And didn't you also watch some weird movie with, like, Elijah Wood? Yeah,
2: this movie is a (laughs) (laughs) must-watch. I'm sure. (laughs) I was looking for Hidden Gems on Amazon, and I found one. So, Come to Daddy, uh, with Elijah Wood, is this, like, pulp... Pulp movie and it's just start to finish, just crazy as fuck. It's like I was laughing and cringing like the entire, the whole way through. It was perfect, the perfect it, movie.
0: What's the basic plot? Can you describe it to us? It's like
2: I, I don't know how much he, to really give away, but basically in the beginning, um Elijah Wood has been estranged from his father since he was a child, and he out of nowhere he gets his note and basically it says come see me or meet me or something and it's got this like hand-drawn map that goes like through the woods and shit and so he goes and follows this through the woods and there's this like um kind of weird house built on the cliff by the sea and it's all by itself and then it just gets weird and it just it just stays weird and crazy the whole thing but i don't want to i don't want to like
0: ruin too much I don't know. Is it just like a fever dream movie that never makes sense?
2: No, it makes sense, but it is. But it takes out of some twists and turns to get there. It, it it definitely. Well, like one review said, it pulls the rug out from under you, and and yeah, you don't know what the fuck's going on a lot. Are there any notable actors besides Elijah Wood? Um, was, did I not recognize any of those? No, I, I don't think I recognize anyone else. Okay. Well, I'll think about it. <laughs> it it's worth it. <laughs> come to daddy man I, I felt so lucky that i watched that one. i was like i was not expecting anything that i would
0: really enjoy like that it is good to finally like find something really good you know
2: i think
1: amazon's coming up like uh I, this selection is kind of limited now but like mike flanagan he he made that uh, midnight club show that i talked about
0: that's on Netflix, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's on Netflix, but it got canceled after one season because oh. he he cut ties with Netflix mm. and he kind of knew that was going to happen to be honest, but um so he kind of like spilled the details on what he was expecting to do in season two on Twitter, but uh, he's he's made a deal with uh, Amazon. He signed a contract with them, so I think he's going to start making a lot of content for them, which is uh, I'll definitely watch it. So, yeah.
0: so did Netflix not have the option to like going for go forward with that show with like a different showrunner, or were they like uh, it's not worth it, or maybe the ratings weren't good enough?
1: I don't know about that. I think it was just all Flanagan. Like He was the the mind behind the show and everything. So once he was like, uh, I'm done working with these guys, I think it was over.
0: So does that mean there probably won't be any more like Haunting of Hill House type stuff?
1: Not Netflix, but I mean, I think he's going to bring a lot of that same stuff to uh, Amazon.
0: That's kind of his.
2: That's his style.
1: Yeah, he does like horror, creepy stuff, but not jump scares.
2: It's harder for me to kind of pin down what I don't really like about the Amazon service. I think it's just because it got so much crap, and, and like a fair amount of it, like a lot of it is crap. Yeah. But then it's like, it mixes in rentals and purchases, mm-hmm. and yeah, you really you, you gotta don't get like a solid service with just a, a bunch of decent stuff. That's the
0: problem, is they really try to throw in like stuff that's not Amazon Prime. You really got to like, every time you, you like hit like a, a, a new like line of shows, you got to make sure that it says Prime in the right. corner. So like mean, yeah.
2: this is tedious and obnoxious. It
0: could be better. That's a, the one. Pro- another problem I had with the Amazon or, no, Apple Plus thing is, like, they try to, like, start you on a page that has both, like, their original stuff and stuff you can buy to try to, like, I think, like, trick you into buying shit. And it's like – and you can just tab over and, and just have all their original stuff that's in your subscription. But it's like, why do that to people? Mm-hmm. Just start it on your fucking, you know, originals page. Cool. Yeah,
2: you should just – Segregate and be like, purchases, rentals, this is our service, yeah, Instead service material, to, yeah, that you already paid for.
0: Um, I didn't watch anything super notable. I watched a few more episodes of lock and key, season three. It's fine. It's I don't know, like you said, it's not as good as previous seasons. Uh, I finished, I don't know if I wa- this was the season fa- finale or just maybe mid-season finale of CSI Vegas. I mean, everybody at this point knows what CSI is. <laughs> if you get 42 minutes to kill and you're looking for a murder mystery, there you go. And uh, yeah. one thing I did rewatch. I watched this movie probably about once a year. I'm not like huge on westerns, but there are a couple, <laughs> a handful that I like. And McClintock with yeah, John Wayne weird. is definitely like my favorite one. I rewatched that. Matt, I love that movie. It's like it's like legit funny. It's very like it's a good. western comedy and like the dialogue is really good. It's really funny. Dialogue is sharp, clash of character, yeah. <laughs> Nobody makes uh, <laughs> abuse against women <laughs> funnier <laughs> More enjoyable. than George Washington McClintock. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a hardcore feminist, it might not be for you. You don't see that as much these days abuse against women. (laughs) 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 Where you're just like, yeah, she had that coming. (laughs) You know, I never looked this up to verify if it's true, so it might be bullshit. Dad told me it, so who knows. (laughs) But um, he said this movie like originally came out like the weekend after JFK was assassinated. So it did like deplorably shitty in the theaters. And then I know there was a thing where like, because I remember like, In the 90s, because my dad watched, like, Westerns all the time, and they had this thing where, like, oh, we're showing McClintock on TV. It hasn't been shown, you know, forever because, like, apparently, I don't know if it's because it did so bad or whatever or if maybe it was a weird rights issue, but, like, they never aired it on TV in, like, decades and decades or something at that point. And so it was, like, this big deal, and I remember, like, mom, like, taping it on VHS for him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be at work. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And then, of course, I think they showed it on TV a million times after that. But
1: right. I feel like, uh, I mean, what what year was that movie from? So,
0: if he's right about the JFK thing, it would be 1963.
1: Yeah, I feel like back then, like, TV was a big event, TVs and movies. Like, oh, yeah.
0: Because they only had, like, three channels.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so the whole nation was watching the same stuff together. Yeah. yeah.
0: But- like, even if you're not typically into Westerns, like, give McClintock a chance. It is, I am telling you, it is legit, like, funny, sharply written. Like, it's really, really fun. What was her name? Oh, um, oh, uh, Catherine O'Hare? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What a fox. Catherine <laughs> O'Hare, is is that the same lady from Home Alone? No, but I think... I don't know why. It's 1960-something, I don't know what it's, lady... it's
0: not, but... Her name is the, there's Irish a, as well, There's it? a chance that it... Might be like a mother-daughter situation. I'm not sure about that though. Oh. But they do have similar names. Oh. Catherine O'Hara, and then God, what is Home Alone lady's name? Um, yeah, maybe look that up. They might be related. I'm not. I'm not for sure. And I think she actually only died like not super long ago. So I think she had a pretty long life. I don't remember too many
2: things. She was in that.
0: Yeah. Was the in Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Another movie I love.
2: Catherine O'Hara. I remember her when she was a little older, she was in a John Candy movie, I forget which one.
0: Oh, but that is Home Alone Lady. Yep. So okay. So who's the woman in McClintock then?
2: We're <laughs> <laughs> getting on a a side roll. Here?
0: <laughs> but yeah, she's really good uh in the movie as well. Maureen O'Hara. Maureen O'Hara. Um So, yeah, McClintock, everybody. (laughs) That's my biggest recommendation, a movie from probably 1963. (laughs) Um, uh, You guys got anything to add before we get into the big 2023 preview? Let's do it. All right. Should we start with movies coming out in 2023, guys? Sure. Okay. Um, So Avatar comes out, like, tomorrow, right? Yeah, okay. we're going to have to wait. Friday. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till we get back from vacation to watch Avatar, so we won't be reviewing, like, doing a deep review on the show or anything. But, um, um so, like, I found, uh, this is from Rotten Tomatoes. They have, like, uh, th- their list of the 34 most anticipated movies of 2023. So this, of course, isn't everything, but it's going to cover, like, most of the big ones, probably things we would be more likely to review on the show and things like that. Um... February 10th, 2023, Uh, AJ, I know you're excited for this one. Magic Mike's Last Dance. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed it comes out on that day. <laughs> Channing Tatum strips off his clothes for Steven Soderbergh one last time in this follow-up to 2015's Magic Mike XX XXL. This time around, Tatum's Mike Lane has fallen on hard times and takes an opportunity to travel to London to fulfill a request for a wealthy woman, Salma Hayek, only to discover she has ulterior motives. I wonder what those could be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs>
0: Man, that mu- that mu- franchise just like must rest on like gay guys and and lady boners.
1: Yeah, I don't know how many women are really getting up for that though. Like, I, I think women are more inter- interested in like a a GQ kind of guy, not just a guy who's just throwing it around like that. I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does okay. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Uh, the next one, this one we uh, will be reviewing uh, unless, <laughs> unless Lester goes crazy before. Uh, February 17th, 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Ugh. It may have been delayed a year, but Paul Rudd and company are back for round three of this delightful franchise, which promises some exciting casting, namely Jonathan Majors as supervillain Kang the Conqueror and Bill Murray as dot 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 something. What do we think Bill Murray is? Well, hopefully he's the funny man to Paul
1: Rudd's straight guy. <laughs> oh, Maybe he's like a universal elder, just like uh, Goldblum and uh, Benicio Del Toro.
0: Yeah, it could be. I don't know what they got down in the microverse <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever.
1: He's going to be like the man behind the curtain or something.
0: It'll probably be like a real bit part and we'll be like, oh, that was fucking yeah, nothing. That's a <laughs> janitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you missed a spot. I got it. <laughs> Uh, this one I'm not interested but I know a lot of people love this franchise. March 3rd, 2023, Creed 3. Um, Michael B. Jordan makes his featured directorial debut with this third installment of the Rocky spinoff Creed franchise, in which he plays the son of Rocky's nemesis turned friend, Apollo Creed. We don't yet know how things will play out in this chapter, but Jonathan Majors appears to be, uh, Adonis' opponent in the ring. Well, Tessa Thompson and Felicia Rashad are set to reprise their roles as Adonis's girlfriend and mother, respectively. Um, I watched the first Creed because, like, people made a big deal about it. Yeah, I was, it was like, supposed to be good. I, was I, don't, like, I don't think I watched that one. I did. And I was like, it's fine. It's nothing I would ever watch twice. No. And then I never got around to watching the second one. But I was never, like, the biggest Rocky guy. Like, I, I watched those movies when I was a kid, like, kind of secondhand because, like, Dad watched them. But I was never – did you get into Rocky? I've seen – at least some of them. Yeah, same. I mean, they seem decent, yeah. Yeah, same. It's, it's a hero story. As an adult, though, I've never like had the urge to go back and watch them.
1: Yeah, not really. Yeah, as a kid, I enjoyed Rocky, but yeah, I've never gone back. It's been years since I've seen it.
0: Yeah, same. Ooh, now, AJ, this one I know will get you excited. March 10th, 2023, Scream 6. I'll watch it. <laughs> Man, they're really, they must have cranked that bitch out, because didn't the fifth one just come yeah, out last year? Yeah, it really did, yeah. Damn. Not long after 2022's Scream opened, it was announced that there would indeed be a sequel directly tying into the characters who survived that film. Not long after that, just one day to be exact, it was announced that Hayden Panettiere would be returning to the series to reprise her role as Kirby Reed from Scream 4. Unfortunately, this will also uh, be the first installment not to feature franchise star Nev Campbell, who decided not to return after she was offered less than she felt she was worth for the film. We don't know how the story will play out, of course, but we do know it definitely won't feel the same without the presence of Sidney Prescott. How do you feel about that? No, I'm fine with that. I don't care. <laughs> did, like, aren't there, like, certain... Like, I thought, like, there were certain installments, like, maybe Scream 3 and 4 that people, like, really
1: didn't like. Yeah, there were, but... I mean, those were kind of like, uh, oh, they were, they were weird. They were like teenager-based, like kind of, th- I guess they're always teenagers. I don't know. They were weird. They were they were off a little bit.
0: I've still never seen a Scream movie. Never? <laughs> never. <laughs>
1: Dang, the first one was so popular. You
0: know what's fucked up, though, is like there's this uh, podcast I listen to about movies and
1: they covered Scream, so like
0: I know like... The killer, you know. Oh man. So it's like I could watch it, but I I kind of know the
1: man. The first one was a major hit. I remember, especially in the 90s. I felt like movies were bigger back then. It did feel that way.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, because there's less entertainment options. I feel like, and so yeah, just like movies seem like bigger and like
1: McDonald's and they'd be selling like the toys that too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you're right. Like there's so there's just so much entertainment now that nothing feels quite as big as like movies did back then. Right. Uh, man, this next one I thought was actually coming out a lot sooner, but I think it got like bumped a couple times. Uh, March seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Uh, Zachary Levi Shazam returns along with his teenage form Billy Batson, Asher Angel, and all of his step siblings who have embraced their super uh, powers. But when new villain uh, Calypso, played by Lucy Liu, and Hesp- Hespera uh, Helen Mirren, aka the Daughters of Atlas, arrive, the kids have to learn to work together to defeat them. I mean, we've talked about this like I, th- I think this movie just like the first Shazam will be fine, but I don't think it'll be anything like fantastic.
1: I always have the issue with like all these superhero movies like if you're all on Earth and now these daughters of a, a who uh Daughters of Atlas. Atlas. Okay, oh, yeah. so they show up. How come Superman or Black Adam or anybody else doesn't, like, come across them? How come it's Shazam, who's also, like, a Greek god background <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: that, but that is something endemic to, like, comics forever. Like, yeah. if these... Are- things all share you know the same universe like yeah. why are there solo titles
1: where they never mix and it's just like because in New York City oh my gosh Marvel's New York City oh, it's teeming with Daredevil Spider you name it just a ton of superheroes
0: <clears throat> that is one area where I think DC makes more sense at least their heroes are spread out in different cities uh-huh. Marvel which is like no every fucking buddy <laughs> lives in, in yeah. New York everybody it's the place to be <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy um oh AJ you and me March 24th 2023 John Wick chapter right. 4 baby yes, yes. Lester's excited
1: oh, our pass this.
0: Man <laughs> we're going to be busy in March there's a lot of on here that like are things we I think we'll review
1: mm.
2: uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chad Stahelski and Keanu Reeves' blockbuster action franchise finally reaches theaters in 2023 after a two-year delay caused by COVID-19. We don't know uh, much about the film except that John Wick is at war with and possibly presumed dead by The High Table. And Stahelski has gone on record to say that there's a possibility that, possibility, that Chapter 4 will not be a happy ending for its central character.
2: I'm guessing it's a hu- an hour and a half of... Uh Shooting people.
1: <laughs> There'll be some of that. <laughs> and stabbing. Yeah. Don't forget the stabbing. <laughs> and some creative new kills, too, mm. I'm sure. <laughs>
2: and one scene with a dog.
0: <laughs> ah, they got that out of the way in the first yeah. one. Well, he's going to get a new dog. <laughs> they are going to kill that dog. It would too. be fucked up if, like, every movie <laughs> a different dog died.
1: <laughs> Can't believe they killed my fourth dog. <laughs>
0: Shit's going down now. <laughs> You know, this next one, it's like not uh, typically something I think I would be interested in, but I, I've really enjoyed the trailer. Uh, March 31st, 2023, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, the popular role-playing game gets a shiny reboot courtesy of directors uh, directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who directed Game Night in 2015's Vacation. And an all-star cast that includes Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Hugh Grant, uh, Bridgerton Breakout Star, Reggie, John Page, and more. I mean, you guys, they've been playing this like in front of like most of the movies we've gone and seen recently. like, what do you guys think? I, I think it looks fun.: No, yeah, it looks good. It might be all right. It's got that tongue in cheek uh... It might be one of those things where like I wait and see a review, and like if it, if it gets decent reviews, I, I might go see it, mm-hmm. and if it gets shit on, maybe not, but I don't know. it looks fun. It looks fun. Man, this next one, I'm not interested in at all, but it is going to make all the fucking money. April 7th, 2023, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, Uh, I might take the kids to that. The big screen adaptation of the iconic Nintendo character and his friends is being produced by Chris Melodandry of Illumination uh, and the creator of Mario himself, Shigeru Shigeru Miyamoto. Uh, Chris Pratt is voicing the famous Goomba stomping plumber who arrives in the Mushroom Kingdom and meets Keegan-Michael Key's Toad. Anya Taylor Joy is also on board as Princess Peach, and Jack Black and Seth Rogen will voice Bowser and Donkey Kong, respectively, and Charlie Day will play Luigi. I mean, it's been a long time since. I got to be honest, I think it's been a long time since I watched like an animated feature film. I don't know; they just they don't appeal to me as much these days. I don't know why. I don't know; they haven't they haven't had a strong one in a while. Although there is going to be one on this list that I uh, I, I do want to see. Uh, Next, a horror movie that I care nothing about, April 21st, 2023, Evil Dead Rise, originally slated to be an HBO Max release in the fall of 2022. The fifth film in the Evil Dead franchise is now headed to theaters in the spring of 2023. It remains unclear if this movie will connect to the originals or the twenty thirteen remake, or if it will or if it'll be its own thing entirely, but it will focus on two sisters whose reunion is interrupted by what else? The discovery of a mysterious book that summons demons. Uh, I know back in the day you watched one of these movies. Like the uh,
2: I've watched more than one. Yeah. yeah. I've seen these movies. Do you actually like them?
1: <laughs>
0: like I know they're I like re- Sam Raimi really like
1: goofiness. You know. They're just campy, you know they're like silly and campy well, I saw
2: the first and second one I think maybe it's the third one that's the most oh that's right? the most campy yeah. I think I don't know
1: the first one's like a real horror movie the second one is uh i'm not I'm not sure remember the third one I think is where they go back in time
2: I think so I don't think I saw
1: that one okay and then I know they even had like uh, the
0: evil Dead like series
1: yeah, I watched that I watched that that I watched a few of those a yeah was, yeah i did, I didn't get I don't know. I didn't watch too many, but I saw the first two seasons. The third season, I think they had it on like a different network. Uh, but I heard I heard good things about the third season too.
0: It's definitely a franchise that, that has its fans. I just um, I can never care about <laughs> about it. Um, this one is uh, one we're all on board for. May fifth, twenty twenty three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Mm-hmm. Writer director James Gunn follows his uh, giddily irrever- irreverent twenty twenty one effort, The Suicide Suicide Squad. Uh, with the latest Guardians, which is sure to have Chris Pratt, an awesome mix. Uh, oh, see what we did there. Music and actors. Okay. And uh, we're just getting plenty of comedic hijinks. We also know that Will Poulter is set to play Adam Warlock, who was teased at the end of Volume 2. That's, uh, you know, I've read, like, some, like, Marvel cosmic comics that had Adam Warlock in it. But I, I never really understood, like, what his gimmick is. Like, what makes him, like special
1: or whatever he's i don't know he's supposed to be like the perfect being or something or right? that's what they said in the first movie uh, guardians second movie
0: what's his powers just like kind of supermanish like really strong and shit
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's so special about him either to be honest did you play or or uh watch any of the
0: um guardians of the galaxy video game that came no. out yeah. um that character's in it okay and like <laughs> and i like that game but even still i was like not necessarily really understand that. Yeah, I don't
1: understand what the big thing, the selling point of his character is.
0: That game's actually a lot of fun. Anybody who hasn't played it, uh, I
1: don't. heard of the Avengers one was not very good. That
0: yeah, that one, that <laughs> one's not supposed to be very good. <laughs> um, you know, I I probably won't uh, go to the theaters for this one. I might eventually watch it on streaming. Uh May nineteenth, twenty twenty three, Fast. X, or Fast 10, however you want to say it. Uh, This is the only part, uh, only part one of the tenth installment of the most speedy and angry franchise out there. Uh, Part two, rumored to be the last in the series, will drop in 2024, and while the plot is hush hush at the moment, we know that Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, and the rest of the family will be back to do their thing.
1: There's like a lot of drama on set with these people. I don't know how that movie's going to turn out, what's going on, but... uh... I thought the director, like, walked off the set and didn't even want to be a part of the movie anymore.
0: It does seem like they traded directors or something. Oh, okay. And then, like, I remember, like, The Rock and Vin Diesel couldn't get along, so I don't think The Rock's going to be in that. (laughs) I'm sure he'll be in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah. Part 2. I mean, they say this is, you know, the second one will be the end of the franchise. They will always make these movies in some form or the other, like, Shobbs and Haw, and like, I guarantee you they'll have spinoff after spinoff, and and eventually they'll go back to the Fast and Furious (laughs) thing, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yet another Disney uh, live-action remake I don't care about. May 26, 2023, The Little Mermaid. This live-action remake of Disney's Fish Out of Water favorite has some inspired casting. In particular, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, Aquafina as Scuttle, and Javier Bardem as King Triton. And new tunes co-written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, while pop star Haley Bailey uh, will uh, don some fins to play Ariel. I mean... I haven't watched most of these live-action remakes, but from what I hear, like most of them are like so close to the source material that they're just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I haven't watched any of them. Either. You know, I wouldn't mind watching more fairy tale stuff if they actually like did their own thing or maybe were truer to like the, you know, the fucked up fairy tales that all the Disney things are are based on. But like, just to see like the same like animated movie now in live action, almost beat for beat. I mean, it sounds like they are putting, you know, some different songs in or whatever, but I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. Um, Okay. So this is the animated film. I, I will actually go see June 2nd, 2023 Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Uh, The Oscar-winning animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was a big hit with critics and audiences, and Across the Spider-Verse was one of the most anticipated of 2022, until it got moved to 2023. Shameik Moore will voice Miles Morales again, with Haley Steinfeld's Gwen Stacy and Oscar Isaac's Miguel O'Hara, aka Spider-Man 2099, joining him. We also know that Issa Rae is set to voice Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, and it's likely that Jake Johnson's Peter Parker will be back as
1: well. Um, Did you guys both see Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, I saw some of it. I don't remember the whole movie, though. You too?
0: Didn't we go? I saw it in theaters back home, so I don't think we would have been Oh, I must be thinking of a a different one. This is the animated one with Miles Morales. Okay. It's really good. I'm thinking... You had to have yeah, seen I it. Yeah, I think you did see it. I him. think you Tired must have. About it, probably. <laughs>
1: it's really good, anyways.
0: A lot of people like Listed it as their favorite Spider-Man movie. It would be up there for me. Um, I think maybe Spider-Man Homecoming would be ahead of it for me. But um, Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think we hate ourselves enough to go see this one. June 9th, 2023, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. How do they
1: keep making these? Well, this one's not a Michael Bay movie, so That's I don't true. know what to expect.
0: <laughs> you know what, though? Um, that Bumblebee movie that came out a couple years ago, like, it wasn't directed by um, Michael Bay either. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'll give this one a shot. And I watched it, and it's like, it's still, like, not good. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, maybe the Transformers just as a franchise isn't isn't my thing. Uh, but apparently this time, the Transformers franchise takes another step back in time after the 1980 set Bumblebee taking viewers back to the mid-90s as a pair of archaeologists stumble into a three-way conflict between different factions of Transformers. The film is loosely based on the Beast Wars storyline and directed by Stephen Caple Jr. Uh, Creed Two, with Peter Cullen reprising his role as the voice of Optimus Prime and people like Ron Perlman, Anthony Ramos, and uh, Dominique. Fishback joining the cast. I mean...
1: So it takes place in the 90s? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. So if you're nostalgic
0: for the 90s, which I am sometimes, but I still don't care about I, it. Yeah. I'm really not. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know it works out because you know they survived the 90s and come back when They can
0: break out all the Nickelback <laughs> songs. I'm trying to think when Nickelback came no, on. That I think, was like 2000s. Was, I want to say, uh, yeah, Nickelback was, made, was more like really late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, okay. Um, the next, I mean, this one could go either way, but we're definitely, definitely reviewing it. June 23rd, 2023, The Flash. Well, I mean, that's if it comes out. That's assuming (laughs) it comes out. In case you hadn't heard, multiverses are going to be all the rage in 2022, uh, and Maybe they meant 2023? Uh, And this movie is looking to be DC's contribution to the trend. Like a lot of films on the list, we don't yet know anything about the story, but the casting of Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne is either a super meta stunt or a big hint as to what we'll see. There are rumors that the plot will follow the Flashpoint storyline from the comics, in which case, yes, expect some crossover shenanigans. Man... Yeah, I, uh, I really don't know what to expect from that movie, but I'm curious. I don't know how
1: they got Ezra Miller to, like, not do stuff right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> he must be, like, just going nuts and not committing crimes. <laughs> uh, next, uh, this one's big on my just list. give him
2: a year's worth of fucking uh, opium or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> on oh, a we'll morphine see, drip. <laughs> we'll see you
0: after the, uh, oh, the pre- <laughs> premiere. Yeah, you got to keep him calm. <laughs> Uh, this one, this one, I'm excited about. This one we'll definitely have to review. June 30th, 2023, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. For the first time ever, a person not named Steven Spielberg is helming the, an Indiana Jones film. James Mangold uh, walked the line, directs this long-awaited follow-up to 2008's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which uh, uh, boasts turns by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Seanette, Sh- Renee Wilson, Antonio Banderas, and of course Harrison Ford. Now this one you got to be excited for, right? Well, I
1: what's a, I'll try. It. What's a dial? Like I always think of sundial, like the little pointy thing that, like. Yeah, that's what I think of, or
0: like a you know, like uh, basically anything that like turns, like a dial, like. Dial of destiny. Well, like, <laughs> I, I, don't ask me what it'll actually look like, but is <laughs> it that what you think of as, as like even like a knob on a stove or whatever, yeah. or like a timer, like yeah. a dial? Yeah, that's what. That's the only thing I think of. Maybe it's like a time travel thing, like oh, oh. we're gonna dial back to this, <laughs> so we can actually shoot Nazis. Jesus, yeah. um, these movies—I've watched most of this franchise, but uh, I'm never excited enough to actually go watch them in, in the theater. Which maybe I should because they're—they're they're probably you know meant for the big screen. But uh, July fourteenth, twenty twenty-three, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. This was the slot originally reserved for Mission Impossible Eight, but with COVID being what it is we're now getting MI7 in 2023 and MI8 in 2024. In any case, when the movie hits the theaters, Tom Cruise will have played Ethan Hunt for a whopping 27 years. Where does the time go? This installment brings back familiar uh, familiar franchise faces like Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, Rebecca Ferguson, Henry Zerny, and Vanessa Kirby, with Isai Morales uh, playing the primary villain. You know what's weird? I think I've seen all these movies, but the original one. <laughs> I remember the second one is the Drizzling Shits, but after that, they're decent.
1: I've never seen a single Mission Impossible
2: movie. I, I mean... I know I've seen some, but it's it's really not my genre. Yeah, yeah
0: I mean, they are just action movies. Yeah. Like, you're not looking at any, like, big, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. memorable, like, plot. It's just, like, yeah. If you're looking for... But they're all solid action movies. And You know, Tom Cruise, he does, like... He's always doing his own stunts and mm-hmm. stuff, so there's some impressive stunt work uh, in these movies, but...
2: They, they do get better shots when the person's doing their own stunts.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, I never saw the first one. Definitely skipped the second one. But the third one on, if, if you're just looking like, oh, I got a couple hours to come looking for something uh, with action in it. Uh, yeah, these are totally, totally watchable.
1: Man, how old is Tom Cruise?
0: He's got to be like in his
1: 50s. Right? But I mean, like, he's only got a couple more years to make movies like this. <laughs> he can't
0: keep running around. And, I don't know, man. He keeps trying. drinking the, the Sixty. Oh 60. Yeah, he's really drinking that baby blood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. He's uh, he's got that, what's that, what's that stuff called? The stem cells. Oh, He's right, got right. them all over his body. <laughs> I'm sure he, I'm sure he does, man.
0: <laughs> this next one I'm torn on because I love Christopher Nolan as a director, but biopics are my least favorite genre of movies probably. Uh, But July 21st, 2023, Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan's buzzed-about biopic on Physicist and Father of the Atomic Bomb, Uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, stars uh, Killian Murphy in the uh, titular role, as well as Emily Blunt and Matt Damon. Like virtually all of Nolan's films, the IMAX shot pick should be taken in on the biggest screen possible. Uh, What do you think? Do you think you're going to watch this one in theaters? No. I I doubt it. I'm kind of thinking the same thing, which is, I don't know... Like like I probably will watch it eventually, like just because, like I'm such a nolan fan, but man bio I don't do you guys like any biopics? they just as a genre, it's one of my least favorite things ever.
2: I don't know, I'm sure there's some that I've liked, nothing's popping into my head at the moment, yeah, me either.
0: Um, okay, another another Marvel entry. We'll definitely be doing this one. July 28th, 2023, The Marvels. The MCU ain't getting any smaller as Marvel plans to release five films in 2023 alone, including the sequel to Captain Marvel, which has Nia Costa. Uh, who directed 2021's Candyman, at the helm, and Brie Larson returning as Carol Danvers. The film will also have be, be the big-screen debut of Iman Vellani's uh, Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, after her eponymous Disney Plus series, series debut in 2022. Oh, that sounds awful. Well, I mean, Miss Marvel, we... Uh, if for anyone who didn't watch our review of Miss Marvel, uh, we did not uh, enjoy that show, but... I think in the hands of better writers, and hopefully this is, has better writers, I think the character, I like the character of Kamala Khan, so I, I, I'm hopeful that somebody can do something better with her than what, than what was in Ms. Marvel, the TV show.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the visuals are nice, so hopefully they'll keep that going. <laughs> something to look at, at least.
0: Um, this next one, uh, the article mentions it might not even end up coming out this year, but this sounds boring as fuck, too. Another biopic. This time by Martin Scorsese. So this uh, <laughs> big-time director is directing biopics. Uh, the legacy of the 32nd president of the United States uh, gets the Martin Scorsese treatment with Leonardo Di- Leonardo DiCaprio. Who else? Set to star as the leader who navigated the Great Depression in World War II. Uh, this was announced uh, way back in 2017, and we haven't heard a whole lot about it since. Uh, so take this release date with a grain of salt.
1: No, nah, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah.
0: It also seems... Like a movie like that would be Oscar bait. So I don't see it coming out in the summertime. Mm. If it does come out, I bet you they bump it to the fall. Um, Oh, AJ, here you go. Opening July 21st, 2023, Barbie. Yay. After her stellar. This is an anticipated movie. (laughs) Yeah, why? I mean, it's, it's got Margot Robbie. She's a big star. Uh, After her stellar adaptation of Little Women, director Greta Gerwig is back with her high-concept original uh, co-written with Noah Baumbach, which chronicles uh, the most famous doll ever. Margot Robbie stars as she's banished from Barbie Land and introduced to our world. Oh, that sounds awful. (laughs) Mm.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) But it also has... um, God, I'm blanking on his name. Um... As Ken, like, the guy from Blade Runner 2049.
1: Yeah, yeah, what's his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, He was a notebook, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Gosling.
0: Ryan Gosling. The women like the hot goss. Mm. Um, Okay, this one is anybody's guess. We've talked about it the last few weeks, though. August 18th, 2023, Blue Beetle. Um, Originally conceived as a film specifically for the HBO Max streaming platform, Blue Beetle eventually found its way to being a theatrical release when Warner Brothers changed their minds about the film. The DC superhero flick will be helmed by Angel Manuel Soda, director of Charm City Kings, never heard of that, and stars Zolo Maraduena, uh, who has recently made a name for himself on the Karate Kid-inspired hit Netflix series, Cobra Kai. I think this is going to be the Black Adam of 2023,
1: <laughs> where we watch it and we're just like, yep, that was a movie. Yeah, they already make this movie, because I think all the movies they've already made, I'm not too excited about. <laughs> I
0: think, yeah, I think this one's pretty much in the camp.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, w- I'm waiting to see what James Gunn does.
0: Um, Well, AJ, you're a horror fan. Are you
1: interested in
0: September 8th, 2023's
1: The Nun 2? I'll watch it. The first one got bad reviews from people, but I thought it was creepy enough.
0: Hey, whatever happened, uh, I remember on How Did This Get Made, Jason Manzuka said he was going to make a movie called Nundercover. I don't think it's ever happened.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Nun 2 Nundercover, that's what I, 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 wa- I would watch. Uh, the Conjuring universe continues to expand as we get a sequel to 2018's horror film The Nun, which starred Tysa F- uh, Farmiga as a young nun who comes face-to-face with the demon Valak at her covenant. The second film takes place four years later. As Farmiga's sister Irene encounters Volok again, after a priest is murdered, Bonnie Ahrens, who portrayed Volok, is the only star currently attached to the film. So we have no word yet on whether or not uh, Taysa Farmiga will also uh, return to reprise her role. Um, September twenty-second, twenty twenty-three. <laughs> although this one says "starring TBD," so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how likely this is. Uh, And it's also Untitled, A Quiet Place spinoff. We don't know much yet about this film besides its scheduled release date and the fact that Michael Sarnowski, who made his feature directorial debut with the acclaimed Nicolas Cage film Pig, will be behind the camera. We also know the story will be based on an idea from John Krasinski, who will serve as producer on the film. I watched the first Quiet Place. Did you guys ever watch either that one or the second one? No. I watched the first one. I thought it was pretty good. I've heard that the second one is actually pretty good, but I haven't I have not seen it, so I don't, don't not too excited about this film. Um oh god, here comes The Morbius of 2023. October 6, 2023. Craven the Hunter. Um, Originally set to appear sometime in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man franchise before it was discontinued by Sony, the classic Spidey villain finally makes the jump to the big screen. The film will be directed by J.C. Chandor, uh, director of All is Lost and Triple Frontier, with Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who portrayed Pietro Maximoff, Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron, set to play the character. I mean... (sighs) It's the other thing... It's just this thing, again, where they ha- they take a villain, and because the villain's a star, they got to change him from a villain to an anti-hero. And, like, in the comics, like, he's, the, like, this guy that's, like, obsessed with, like, hunting, like... Spider-Man? <laughs> well, yeah. And endangered, like, species and stuff. You know, oh, yeah. a guy that most people would hate. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they're going to have to make a good guy out of him being like, oh, he's hunting the bad guys, you know? It's just, like... It's going to... it's only, almost certainly going to be bad. Is it going to be a Sony movie? That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. another Sony movie.
1: Oh, pass. They always take the leftovers that Marvel lets them have.
0: Is is someone who just had to suffer through Morbius on on Netflix? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is probably going to be a pass. I get I just I can't imagine it being good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um next, uh, apparently they're doing a remake of The Exorcist, October 13th, 2023, so getting a Halloween movie in there. After capping off his trio of Halloween films, director David Gordon Green jumps right into another beloved horror franchise. As with his um, tackling of the Michael Myers story, story, The Exorcist is a follow-up to the original and the 1973 original only and will reportedly unfold as the first of a trilogy with Ellen Burstyn set to reprise her starring turn. I know like The Exorcist, and I think even The Exorcist 2 are considered like classic, Horror movies, but just not being a horror fan, I've never watched those. Have you guys?
1: So I've seen The Exorcist. Uh, it, was, it was okay. It was good. You know, like for the time period it's made in. I'd like to see it remade. I'd like to see what they do with it in the modern era. Yeah,
0: that's that's the one with the like the chick that pukes up all the greens. Yeah, right? the yeah.
1: the pea soup or whatever. That <laughs> <is>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, this one I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, we reviewed part one on the show, uh, November third, twenty twenty three, Dune part two. The first installment's day-and-date release on HBO Max may have put the sequel into question, but fear not. Dune Part 2 is officially a go, with director Denis Villeneuve uh, claiming the film will will cover the remainder of Frank Herbert's 1965 opus and open exclusively in theaters. Now, I know, uh, Lester, you and me, like, like part one quite a bit, but AJ, I I remember you feeling a
1: little, maybe a little bored by it. Yeah, I was a little bored by it. I was. Uh, Maybe it'll pick pick up. Uh, I just felt like the storyline just didn't really evolve much in that movie, but I don't know.
0: I feel like they did have to like Break it in a weird spot. Yeah. Like, the ending just kind of happens, and it's not, like, an exciting cliffhanger, really.
1: Yeah. It felt like we just touched the chip of what's going on so far. So, maybe there'll be a lot more interesting stuff coming out in this movie.
0: You know, before that movie came out, though, I watched the Dune that came out in the 80s. And, like, that movie, like they tried to put like everything into one movie oh, yeah. and that, that movie definitely has the other thing where it just feels like 10 pounds of content in a five pound bag. Like yeah. things just feel like rushed. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is better that they're doing it this yeah, way. than yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, but also I, I just like Denis Villeneuve, I think as a director, like, uh, he shoots things well, uh, mm-hmm. Um, Oh, it's prequel time. I I definitely don't care about this one. November 17th, 2023, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Man, they're still making that? (laughs) You know what's weird is so they made like four movies and like, I don't know why, but I watched like the first three, like... Just streaming at home. I never watched the last one for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I don't think it reviewed particularly well, so I don't yeah, really I care. Don't think so either. Uh, but th- those movies made a lot of money, I think, so it doesn't surprise me they're going back.
1: Is Jennifer Lawrence going to be in this? <laughs> She's like thirty five now.
0: Um, it does not have her name. Though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, franchise vet Francis, Francis Lawrence, that's the director, returns to the uh, direct this hunger games prequel based on the novel of the same name by Suzanne Collins. The story primarily follows a young Coriolanus snow originally played by Donald Sutherland and his involvement in the hunger games as a game changing mentor years before the events of the original series. So anyone who loves that, uh, fr- franchise, there you go. Oh man. Uh, another origin story. I don't care about December 15th, 2023 Wonka another one Timothy Chalamet steps into the offbeat shoes of a young Willy Wonka in this origin story which captures the budding chocolatier is that a real fucking word yeah chocolatier as he crosses paths with the Oompa Loompas Olivia Coleman, Sally Hawkins Keegan-Michael Key and Rowan Atkinson round out the grade A cast while Paul King who enjoyed massive critical success with the two Paddington films takes the helm this is like Heart of Darkness with Willy Wonka (laughs) Hunting natives. (laughs) You know what's weird is... I don't remember well, but one time I did watch the remake with Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's, like, this scene where he, like, goes into, like, the jungles and he finds the Oompa Loompas there. Oh, I don't remember. And it's, like, it's weird. It's, like... I'm, like, are these guys slaves? I don't really know. (laughs) 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 But, I mean... It just seems like another one of those movies that's, like, who asked for this? Yeah. Also... Have you guys ever seen the Paddington films? I, I hear everybody like, oh, you should actually watch the Paddington films. They're so good. But I, I don't know. I, I tried to get the kids to watch one, and they, they weren't having it.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd be bored as hell watching a Paddington movie. I heard he, uh, heard something tragic happens in the last one, though, so I don't know. I guess that pulls at the heartstrings, and people decide to like it for that reason. <laughs>
0: Like Paddington hung himself. In the
1: <laughs> <end>. <laughs> that really—that was a dark movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was daring, though. Yeah, we gotta give bold. bold. <laughs> uh,
0: another remake, December twentieth, twenty twenty-three. The color purple, uh, the musical, which nabbed Tony for its revival on the Great White Way in twenty sixteen, makes its way to the silver screen just in time to close out the year. Be on the lookout for R and B phenom Her. H period E period R period Who makes her screen debut in the early 1900s set Southern epic? Did you guys ever watch like the movie The Color Purple from like the 80s or whatever?
2: I'm pretty sure I was forced to watch it in high school.
1: I don't really remember anything. I don't think isn't I isn't ever...
2: that the one where Oprah pisses for like five minutes? I
0: think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: I've seen it on TV. <laughs> Just happened to be on TV one day.
0: This next one, I. I don't think will be coming out. And also, I think this article is... I think I read a headline the other day that contradicts this, but I'll read it anyway. Uh, so it says, December 20th, 2023, Untitled Ghost-er, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. We don't have a lot of confirmed details about the sequel, except that directed director Jason Reitman is returning. Now, I didn't read the article, but I'm pretty sure I saw a headline just like a couple of days ago that said Jason Reitman is not returning. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> um, And stars Carrie Coon, McKenna Grace, and Finn Wolfhard, at least, are are likely to return, possibly along with co-star Paul Rudd and the surviving original Ghostbusters. We also know that the film setting will indeed be New York and and the firehouse from the original films, which was teased at the end of Afterlife. I mean, we reviewed uh, the movie, uh, the first one, like, last year or whatever, and, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm up for a second one. Yeah. Oh, and then who who knows about this one? But Merry Christmas, December 25th, 2023, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. James Wan returns to the director's chair for another go at the world of Atlantis and the DC superhero Aquaman, Jason Momoa, who will be joined by Amber Heard, Mera, Patrick Wilson, Ocean Master, and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Black Manta. No other details about the film are available as of yet, Except it's bad, it's almost <laughs> certainly bad. <laughs> what are you guys more excited for, Aquaman or Craven the Hunter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe they're still releasing that. I guess they had already made the whole thing, so now they have to put it out there. But I man, I heard so many bad things about that. And uh, Lobo, I, I heard he was uh, they're interested in casting him as Lobo now. I mean,
0: that's a rumor, who knows if that's true. I mean, uh,
1: I think it would make a good Lobo, but I mean, but this release date is after Flash, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, that wouldn't make sense then. See, that's the thing is like, my hope was that Flash would be the movie that like kind of resets, reset everything. everything, but then like Blue Beetle and this come in after Flash, so I'm like, could Flash really do something that groundbreaking? Yeah. You know, I I doubt it, but man, DC is such a mess right now. Yeah, James Gunn, we wish I you mean, the best. They brought
1: him in late, man. They made they. They laid the turd first. And then they, were like, <laughs> they really did. Hey, can you clean this up for me? <laughs> uh,
0: this next one, or actually these next couple say opening on TBD, so they, who knows, they might slip to 2024. Uh, but this one, uh, The Nightingale, the best-selling novel unfolds on the big screen with Melanie Laurent directing the tale of two sisters played by real-life Sibs L. and Dakota Fanning who resist the German occupation of France during World War Two. So that sounds upbeat. Oh, let's hope this one comes out next year. Legally Blonde 3. <laughs> we don't know what the story will entail, but we do know that a third entry in the beloved Reese Witherspoon comedy franchise Legally Blonde is set to come out sometime reportedly in 2023. The film has in, been in development since 2018 and was originally scheduled to open in 2020, but various delays, including the coronavirus, set it back. We know that Jennifer Coolidge is returning. And the film will be feature the debut of director Jamie Silk. I mean, which which uh, you know third movie in a trilogy are you looking forward to more, Legally Blonde three or Magic Mike three? <laughs> I guess it would have to be Legally Blonde. <laughs> um, okay, let me ask you guys this. So we just went through all these movies. Which of these movies are you looking forward to your most? What's your most anticipated of twenty twenty three? And which one is your least anticipated? Yeah,
1: right. Least anticipated. <laughs> that one's I mean, tough. Most, I would say, John Wick Four. That's that's really. I'm definitely, I've been waiting on that one.
0: I mean, yeah, I am excited to see John Wick Four, but I think, you know, fingers crossed after the fourth would not be in that good. But I mean, uh, Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny has got to be my most.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna
0: cross my fingers for that in Guardians. Oh, I songs. forgot about Guardians. I am looking forward to Guardians. Yeah, Guardians too. looks good, too. Man. There's actually on this list, like, I think there's, a, number one, like, a lot of movies that are in our wheelhouse that we'll review. A lot of them I'm looking forward to. A lot of the superhero ones, I'm like, please, please be good. But I have my doubts. Um, okay, guys. This, this list will be shorter. Um, are you guys ready for the the most anticipated TV of next year? These oh, two. wait. We're not done? What? How long have we been going? We're like 55 minutes. This won't take long. There's not nearly as many of these. You know what? I actually had a hard time finding the TV list because it was either like the TV list that have like everything like, oh, NCIS season oh. 20. Or it was like, you know, ones with just like a handful. And, and like this one's kind of like that. But I thought this one at least had a pretty good blend. So this doesn't have, you know, there's a lot missing from this list. But it hits it hits a lot of the big ones. Um, So this one's actually coming up quick. January 15th, The Last of Us, um, Joel and Gabriel Luna, are uh, the cast is Bella Ramsey as uh, Ellie, Pedro Pascal as Joel, and Gabriel Luna as Tommy Miller. Uh, the synopsis, an adaptation of the popular millennial video game, The Last of Us follows Joel, a veteran smuggler who is saddled with carrying a teenager named Ellie. Um, you know, I, I played the first video game. I haven't played the second one yet. I know you started the second one. Um I, I believe this will, you know, mostly follow the story of the first game. Uh I'm sure I will watch this eventually. Um I'll probably wait for it to s- stack up. This I don't think this is something where I'm gonna be like ooh week to week anticipating. But is this something you guys think
1: you'll watch? I thought Last of Us was a great game, but I think the storyline is pretty simplistic, right? Like it's it's not really like revolutionary. It's nothing nothing new. I just
0: I No, know. in many ways it's it's just a, a small twist on your standard
1: zombie fare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not too interested. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll probably watch it, but yeah, I'm not like... Uh, I know a lot of people are just like really psyched for it. I'm, I'm just like, oh, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Uh, and that was going to be on HBO Max. This next show is going to be on Amazon Prime. Uh, Fallout, another video video game adaptation. Uh, The synopsis, adapted from a popular video game, this post-apocalyptic series revolves around a ghoul who has received so much radiation that he is resistant to aging, with the drawback being that he resembles a dead body. (laughs) I mean, that's not much to go. I've never played a Fallout game. I know it's a popular uh, series. Although the cast uh, stars um, uh, Walton Goggins, who is a really good actor. Um, You guys have any interest in this?
1: Yeah, I'd be interested in this. I played the game Fallout three, and I really liked it, so it had an interesting storyline to it. Okay. Uh,
0: this next one I'm definitely d- uh, excited for. The Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah. Now, this says release date February. I saw other ones, articles that said March, so, but in that, you know, window. Um, uh, synopsis, a bounty hunter and his companion Gro- Grogu set out to uh, Mandalore to atone their past wrongdoings. Um, But yeah, I've liked all the Mandalorian stuff so far, so I'm definitely down for more. This next one will probably depend on reviews. Uh, True Detective Night Country. So this is True Detective Season 4, but it's an anthology series, so you don't have to watch any of the previous ones. The first one has
2: been the best one.
0: Yeah, I love the first one. I heard the second one so bad not to even try it. And then I heard the third one's better, but I still never saw it. So (laughs) who knows if I'll ever get around to this one. Uh, But this one's got Jodie Foster uh, as the lead. Uh, synopsis similar to the previous ones. This season uh, revolves around six absconded men in the desolate cold weather of Ennis, Alaska. Uh, this next one, uh, Succession Season 4. You know, I watched, like, the first three episodes of Succession, and, like, I liked it okay. Like, I certainly didn't dislike it, but I never went back to it, and I don't think I probably ever will. I don't know if you guys ever watched any never of it. Never seen it. Um... Yeah, just it didn't hook me enough. Like it's it like wasn't ba- it wasn't bad though. Political show
1: or something?
0: It's it's a movie about like this family where like they own this really like large company. Mm-hmm. And the father, he's he kind of like is sick, so like all the like kids are kind of like, you know, circling to try to get uh, control of the company that kind of thing, you yeah. know. Um actually Lester, you might be interested in this one. I know you love the cartoon series. I've never At some point, I really need to watch the animated series. But they're making a live-action Avatar The Last Airbender uh, for Netflix. That's supposed to come out this year? Eh, maybe. An adaptation of Nickelodeon's animated television series, this show takes place in a war-torn Asia where the Avatar strives to restore peace by preserving the harmony of the environment. Aang's mission as the Avatar is to end the brutal Fire Nation war and free the planet. Uh, Now, you really love the animated series, right?
2: Uh, Yeah.
0: No, the uh, animated series is very strong. But this doesn't really do it for you. A do you look at the, I mean. Is this just like The Little Mermaid where you're like. Uh. It's like anything. I mean, it could be good, but, well. If it has, gets great reviews, maybe. Uh, this next series would bore the fuck out of me, but. Uh, um, oh, this is uh, Apple TV Plus and HBO. Anyway, it's um, Masters of the Air, which is like. Uh, a war drama miniseries based on the World War II operations of the 11 soldiers in a bomber known as the Flying Fortress uh, it battles German fighter hordes five miles above the ground in hostile territory for their lives. Their goal becomes obvious as American bombers are eliminated one by one to survive. I mean, I know a lot of people like that, like Band of Brothers. and uh, They had another series like that before, too, in the Pacific. I just wore stuff. War and biopics, <laughs> 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 two genres that don't do it for me. Would, would you ever consider watching this? You, you did I, watch I mean, some was Band was of Brothers, didn't you?
2: Band of Brothers is super strong, but,
0: I, I mean, it has to be quality. Uh, next in another Star Wars pr- uh, program, I'll, I'll definitely check this out, Ahsoka. Uh, a, sequ- a sequential tale centering on the adventures of Ahsoka Tano uh, tagruta female who served as anakin skywalker's padawan teacher and hero of the star wars the clone wars um i mean aj are you ever going to get on this star wars stuff
1: <laughs> i mean it's too <laughs> it, late for me is right? it too much for you it's there's this just, point? there's so much content i would never know where to like i couldn't get it all in my head <laughs>
0: <laughs> this next one i'm definitely uh interested in just because i like science fiction uh the three body problem uh, which is a netflix show Um, A covert military experiment transmits messages into space to contact aliens while the cultural revolution is taking place in China. When state intelligence recruits Chinese physicist and nanomaterials researcher uh, Wang Mao to infiltrate an organization called the Frontiers of Science, which has a history of suicides among its members, he falls ensnared to a massive conspiracy. Um, I don't know much about this. I know it is based on like a, um, a, a very popular book. Um,
1: but, um, yeah, I think the book is by, I thought it was by six and Lou, uh, this character, like it, I think it's in the book. Like I've read it or not. I haven't read it. I've had the breakdown of it and, uh, there's like a race called the trisolarians that a, a, a scientist from earth is reaching out to. And that's where like trouble starts essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this next one, I am, I am quasi interested in, I don't know if I'll ever get around to it. Um, X-Men 97, um, due to Professor X's absence who left for another planet at the end of X-Men 92, Magneto will now be in charge of the X-Men, which is quite a turnabout. So this is a, supposedly is a direct continuation of where the X-Men 92 series left off. For me, if I'm going to watch this, just knowing myself, I have to rewatch the old series to get up to speed, and I don't know <laughs> if I'll get that done or not. Mm. Um, I know you, like, early, like earlier this year, were watching some of those original ones. Does uh, continuation appeal to you? I- I'd check it out, especially if it's doing well. Um, next, a Marvel show I'm actually looking forward to, Loki Season 2. Um the second season continues the story from where the first season ended, but in a unique way with a new emotional angle for Loki. That sounds kind of vague, but... <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, Loki, the first season, probably my favorite yeah. of the Marvel series so far. So I, I am definitely uh, looking forward to
1: it. I mean, me too. I'm definitely looking forward to it. That's my favorite Marvel series so far. Yeah. yeah.
0: Actually, this show here is something uh, by description I'm looking forward to. Um uh, poker Face. Uh, this is created by Ryan Johnson who wrote the um, Knives Out movies. Uh, it stars Natasha Lyonne. Um, synopsis, Charlie, a girl with an incredible instinct who can predict when someone is lying, sets out on a, uh, a road encountering new people and perplexing crimes at each stop. I mean, this sounds up my alley like, like a quirky detective like solving crimes type of shit. Did you ever watch I iZombie?
1: No, I didn't. That was like a zombie girl who becomes a detective and starts working with the a cop and like solves solving crime based on her premonition. Like she eats brains and gets Right. Like, yeah, I kind of know of it. I just I never watched it. I thought that might be in your wheelhouse. But I don't know.
0: It has uh, that Rahul Kohli guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. As um,
1: yes, Rose McIver, who's super. McIver. <laughs> <laughs> She's beautiful, man. <laughs>
0: oh, you still you still me now. <laughs> but it is like a show you'd recommend? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Maybe eventually. Man, there's so much shows to watch, though. Uh, next, another uh, Marvel show I'm actually looking forward to Secret Invasion. When the scrolls invade the top spheres of the Marvel Universe, uh, Fury and Talos attempt to stop them. I, I believe that's like maybe like the next. One of those shows that's out, I think. It's like in the spring sometime. Okay. Um, For Witcher fans, Witcher Season 3, you get your last season of uh, Henry Cavill before you have to downgrade to Liam Hemsworth. (laughs) Uh, This season features a tense search for Ciri with Yennefer and Geralt fumbling to shield her while the main trio becomes entwined in one grand plot. Um Who knows if this one will actually come out, but yet another Star Wars, uh, this time starring Jude Law, uh, Star Wars skeleton crew. Uh, The plot follows a group of children who are lost in the Star Wars universe, attempting to find their way back home. I mean, that synopsis doesn't do much for me, but maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Jude Law's not my favorite, I don't know why. (laughs) Your prejudice against the British... (laughs) Which yeah. is why. Is he British? He does, I guess. He, he is so British. He is. And your prejudice against the British is the reason you don't like this next one. Bridgerton, season three. <laughs> <laughs> in this season of Bridgerton, Colin offers uh, to teach confidence building techniques to Penelope in an effort to mend his friendship with her, and a romantic relationship follows thereafter. <laughs> now, AJ, I know your sister uh, yeah, is, she is that. big on this show. <laughs> You know, it might be funny for us to actually review this show. <laughs> we'll just bash the shit out of it and, and be like, you got to watch this episode of the podcast. Um, now, it doesn't listed in this article. So that's it for this article. I did see, like, on another article that listed more stuff. Like, I think that reboot of Futurama is supposed to come sometime during the year. Um, you know what's weird is, uh, do you remember that, like, short-lived cartoon series from, like, maybe the early 2000s called Clone High? I wasn't. Vaguely, yeah. It was like, you know, clones of like famous people from history like JFK, Abraham Lincoln, I think like Cleopatra, and they were like high school students. Apparently like that is getting a reboot because <laughs> everything's getting a reboot. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was weird when I saw that. And another show it doesn't mention on here is uh, another show I'm looking forward to. In fact, I might rewatch season one of it. Have either of you guys watched Carnival Row on no. Amazon Prime? Uh, I watched something called Carnival. 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 No, this is different. I actually think you would maybe like this show. Um, so basically, it's been a while since I watched it because, like, it came out and then the pandemic happened. So it, like, caused, like, huge delays. So I, I'm going to rewatch season one before I watch season two. And, like, apparently, like, they're only doing two seasons because the solicit said the final season. Um, but, like, it takes place in this, like like, I don't know, Victorian, like city and there's like regular people who live alongside like magical creatures and like there's kind of like racism between like the magic people and the human people and then Orlando Bloom like plays this detective that gets you know wrapped up in this mystery um but it's actually really good I think you would maybe like it
2: maybe or anything with Orlando Bloom
0: (laughs) now I'll leave this up to you um well, actually, what uh, TV shows do you, are you guys most looking forward to? Loki. Yeah, at, looking at this list, I think Loki's towards the top of my list as well.
1: Mandalorian's got to be up there here for me. I mean, Loki just has so many like open questions, you know, from season one. I just want to yeah. see what happens with that.
0: I wish. Uh, well, I mean, if, if they were going to do uh, one that was you know longer than their like six episodes they've been doing, Loki would be my candidate. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't even know I don't know if they need 18 episodes like Daredevil but
1: I'll take 12. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. 10 12 that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um well guys, we are over the hour. I did have a list too of like upcoming video games, but I know like just from a time crunch perspective like none of us are huge gamers. But did you guys want to like hear the list or or just call it? Not really. I played like one game this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really the, you know this list of like uh, games, 2023 games, really is it, the way I game it's probably my 2024 list because right. it takes me forever to get around to it. There is some interesting stuff though. There's like a uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is a um, sequel to the Fallen Order uh, game that I played a couple years ago. Uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, a DC game uh, made by Rocksteady, who made the Batman Arkham Knight games. Um, I would rather it just be another Batman game, but uh, it might be good. Um, definitely not interested in in Street Fighter Six. Oh, uh, Marvel Spider-Man Two. That would mm-hmm. probably be my most anticipated game. Uh, there's going to be another uh, Zelda game, which will be fucking huge. Although I don't, I don't care about Zelda. But
1: uh, I never played Zelda.
0: I have The only Zelda game I ever played, in just a little bit, is like the original and back on NES. Uh-huh. And it, for me as a kid, it was always so hard. I could never get anywhere. You know? Yeah.
1: I don't know all those '90s games. Like, I only played like Super Mario and like Excite Bike. Those little games that I think came with the <laughs> right, Nintendo. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, like, I had the NES, but then, like, from there, I had the Sega Genesis, and then the Sony PlayStation, and then ever since, and I've just been in the PlayStation ecosystem. So, like, that was the, the original NES was like my only Nintendo console ever. Mm, so it's okay. like I missed out on. I, I know I missed out on a treasure trove of
1: nintendo games over the years but oh yeah you know. nintendo's golden like they <sighs> mario kart one of the greatest games ever
0: <laughs> the only thing is from a like an outsider's perspective it seems like they just keep making like the same like six or seven oh, games yeah. over and over again and it's like i'd like to see them do i guess more outside the box things you know
1: right i think nintendo's like notorious for like not being up like modern and up to date and changing with the times like i think their ceo still doesn't use like internet or something like they're really like (laughs) that would be by (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've heard something about them being kind of backwards in that sense
0: well they definitely like they don't care as much about like fidelity because like like people like the functionality of the switch but like power wise like it can't it doesn't even come close to like you know it didn't it was like way behind like ps4 i think as far as power goes but like ps5 and the new xbox like it's like way behind in fact i think most nintendo people are like
1: give us a second switch already yeah oh, wow.
0: which you would think that nintendo would have to be like getting close to <sighs> another console
1: i would have i would have thought a company like that who was so successful early would invest heavily in r&d and keep trying to like you know keep their edge but they haven't so much
0: you know like I'm not voting for Nintendo's downfall because, like, competition, like, is a good thing. But a part of me, like, wishes they just made software. And, like, you know, the software would come to PlayStation yeah. and Xbox, and I could just play all those games I missed. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and, kind of like Sega did. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Sega did, yeah. But um, I think I think Nintendo's successful enough they don't uh, right, yeah. have to go that route. Although they did have a big misstep with the... The Wii U, I remember mm. the, that console did not do well at all. The one between the Wii and the Switch. Oh, okay. Well, what was the deal with it? It was kind of like a like a, a tablet, like mm. a second screen type of thing. And like I don't know, it just it didn't sell very well. People oh. didn't seem to jive with
1: it. Okay.
0: Well, guys, do you got any any last thoughts on, on things you're looking forward to in, in twenty twenty three, the the year of our Lord?
1: Well, I mean, uh, once John Wick and uh, Loki get their situations, you know, out there, and we know what's going on, I think they'll meet up in 2024, and we'll see what happens. John nice. Wick versus Loki.
0: <laughs> Put those hands together. <laughs> you know, actually going over that list, there, you know, <laughs> it's easy to get stuck on the things we're not excited about, but really, there was a lot, a lot of things on the old movie list that I am excited about. So yeah,
1: there's a lot of good stuff.
0: All right, guys. Well, we, we thank you very much for not only listening uh, and playing along today, but for everyone who, who was a part of our uh, channel in 2022. And we hope that you will stick around and have some more fun adventures with us in 2023. Uh, but that is going to do it for us today. Uh, please, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, and on, on the po- to the podcast in audio form on your podcast server as a choice. Uh, please, uh, you know, leave us likes, thumbs up, uh, comments. Tell us what you're looking forward to in in 2023, and why not? Why not? Why not? Come over and talk to us on Twitter, guys. Where can people find you
1: on Twitter? At a name for this too, and that's number two. At unsolicited S-U-G.
0: and you can of course find me at Zach Jones Live. That Z a c h j o n e s l i v e, and that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week and this year. Please, please, please tune in again next year. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Have a good one.